All right, guys. Um, you know, welcome to uh, we're gonna call this uh, episode twenty-four B. Um, I'm gonna change the name of the last one to twenty-four A, and uh, you know, it's only right that uh, we start this episode with uh, just twenty-four seconds of silence. Not right. You guys heard uh again welcome to uh episode 24b of the uh saratopi sports spot definitely you know harder uh episode to make rest in power kobe and Gigi and uh everyone else on on the helicopter you know that family's broken right now world's hurting nba family's hurting everyone's hurting but you know, it's only right we do it how he would do it. You know, do what we got to do, keep pushing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing we're gonna talk about basketball tonight is uh, Kobe. Um, it's only right. When do you guys want to start? I I'll go first. Um, obviously, um. Tragedies happen in sports um, rarely, but when they do, we feel the impact. Um, and whether that happens with, uh, you know, Thurman Munson back in the day in baseball when he got into a plane crash, um, Roberto Clemente, another example. But when it comes to figures in basketball, um, it's hard to really put into words how much we're all affected by Kobe Bryant because for many of us, he was the reason why we started to watch and continue to watch basketball. And even outside of the court, he really exemplified himself as a father and a husband. And regardless of whatever trouble he may have gotten into at one point in his career, that is not to um, describe how he was for all 20 of his years as an NBA player and all, all of his years as a father, because we all know that Kobe Bryant is one of the greatest um, to ever do it. And I only got to see Kobe play one time. I got to see him play his last year um, at, at Wells Fargo Center, his last time in Philly. And that was one of the most memorable moments of my life because there was nothing but Kobe chance in eight and 24 jerseys just present in the arena and being in that place of in the space of basketball greatness is just something that I've never really experienced before in my life. And 
Kobe being the dominant generation generational player that he was is just to see him go the way that he did is just it still doesn't feel real. Um and it hurts, you know. When I got the news, I was home with my with my with my mom, my grandmother, and I and I couldn't believe it. TMZ broke it first, and then after after a while, major news outlets started breaking, it, and I didn't want to do anything the rest of the day because all I could think about is this talent, this man, this more than an athlete, um, was taken away from us, and I, I all I want to know is why. And even aside from that, when the news broke later that his daughter was also involved and seven other people, it just it just broke me. It was sad and unfortunate, but um, his legacy his legacy is gonna live on throughout the rest of the NBA, throughout his family, and I know it must be hard for them, but. Just seeing the reactions of like all of the players, like Jalen Rose, Jay Williams, Shaq, it's just I I have this reaction, and and I don't even personally know Kobe, but I feel like I do just from from watching his games and like growing up and seeing him. So I don't know if one of y'all want to take it away, but I'm like choking up, so I want to, you know. Yeah, I'll uh. Oh man, um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like yesterday was, it was going pretty rough already for me. Um, until that day, I mean, until that day, until uh, you know, I got that, and on some, you know, everything seems minor, you know, compared to that, and obviously it was minor, but it's like when uh, when he sent that message and said it, like I feel like a lot of people have the same reaction. I've been trying to like talk about it a little bit more, just people around me, because yesterday I really wasn't handling it well. So it's like, it seems uh, everyone kind of thought it was fake. Like I thought it was fake. I'm just like, you, what? Like the day after LeBron passes him, like you know, um, and. We were just like, no, we we gotta wait for the confirmation. Like, I don't, you know, there's fake, dude. There's death hoaxes all the time and all this stuff. And then I heard it was, you know, we looked it up and it's like a helicopter crash. And then uh, that's the most Kobe thing about it, and that's what made me really worry. But it always, uh, this one, this one really, really hurt. You know, whenever a big figure dies, there's a lot of people who might seem like they're not being genuine about it or, you know, it's one of those, if you you really care, why not do all these things, why not? You know, for me, and I talk about it all the time, how much I love basketball. Like, that's still my favorite sport. I'm a volleyball player, but basketball will always, you know, be the number one sport. And the reason for that, and when he actually retired, I was telling Ari about this. It's um, dude, basketball for me growing up was <laughs> Shaq and Kobe, Allen Iverson, and Tracy McGrady. Like, I had a number eight Kobe jersey growing up. I remember I got paint on it at a church thing. I was very upset. 
I drew like stick figures with afros and number eight jerseys on the stairs of my old house. Even when I finally picked the team and being a Mavs fan in the West, seeing Kobe all the time. You know, it's such a part, an ingrained part, that part of my life and just, you know, basketball sense. And so obviously that's how most people know him, but Kobe's impact was definitely bigger than basketball. Like, mob mentality is real, man. You talk about someone who pursued excellence at all costs, the ultimate competitor. You talk about the mindset you want to have. Like, he's the type of person that if he had a dream or if he had a goal, there would be nothing to stop him from pursuing it. And that's kind of the type of mindset that, you know, very few people have it, but more people should. That's something that, like, when I get really down on myself, you know, I'm like, trying to get back to that sense of self. Like the sense of self that makes me want to pursue a wild ass career where there's no real direction. Like uh, at the tournament yesterday, I was struggling to like, I didn't know who I could talk to about this when it happened. I'm just like, I need to tell someone I need to talk to. I hit up my other group chat. I was trying to find people to talk about it. And from two people, two different people I was talking to about it, one was a complete stranger that was refing one of my games that um, when I was out, I was talking to him about it. And he was like, he's so, he's such a superhuman figure to us that it doesn't sound real. And it's like, he was like, he, he got chills the moment he heard. And it's like, it's so true, man. Like, especially because it's young, like it's different with like Muhammad Ali or like Prince or Michael, like people who either had drug things or are older and you know, and you get older, time passes, it makes sense. It's Kobe is just like Kobe's a year younger than my older my oldest brother. It was literally at a game courtside the night before. So it's like when people get taken so suddenly, so he's so young definitely hurts a lot more and especially when someone who has that superhuman persona and it just seems that they can do anything and get through anything like we're talking about the dude who tore his achilles and stayed stayed to shoot foul shots dude who when he messed up um was it, he messed up the shoulder it's torn rotator cuff and just shot his foul shots with the his other hand dipped out you know like lamar odom said it which if you didn't read his post um that one made it hit harder all over again. Where he was like, when you hear it, you're just in immediate reaction was like, even now, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, no, he definitely survived. Like, it's just, there's no way that it didn't feel like something like that would take him out. He was like, he would somehow have jumped from the helicopter and landed and been perfectly fine. And then the other one was just like, someone I knew when we were talking about it and he was like, you know, even though he grew up like a KG fan, it's Kobe was such a big part. Cause it was just someone that it was one of those competitors that you like love to hate, you know? And then just, like I said, like his impact outside of basketball, like a man has an Oscar. And when you talk about someone who 
throughout whatever mistakes he made. You know, no one's perfect. I'm not going to dwell on that, but still went on to try and cor- learn and correct himself with those, you know. You know, he wasn't uh, convicted of anything, and I was reading some tweets and stuff, and it was like, came out later and was like, yeah, I guess back then it wouldn't have been considered consensual, and he learned and participated in things and helped, went to events and raised daughters, you know, and then there's a time where he got a technical for calling someone uh, the derogatory F word. And then, you know, he didn't know. And then he started helping out alliances and learning more about the community. And then he actually called out a fan who called someone that in his by stuff like that. And it's just, um, he really just hits you as the type of person that you would strive to be in whatever your field is. You know what I mean? Like as, as great as Kobe was a basketball player, you know, there's always going to be great players in sports, but I really think it's his, his impact outside of just the physical game. So it um, really rings out. It's like, like my mom said it today. Cause like, I didn't, I didn't really see her yesterday, but like, cause she texted me and she was like, she had to go to, um, she was going to the Nick game with my nephew. She's like, I don't even want to go. Like, just feel sick. And that was it. Like feeling sick when, um, I was driving back from my tournament, and that's when I, I, I was forced to really like dwell on it. Like I was able to distract myself long enough, and I tried to, for as long as I could yesterday. But um, yeah, today my mom was like, "This is like um." It felt like when Princess Diana died. Like she was like, it felt like everyone mourned for so long, her directly too. And because it's someone young and just so sudden, and it's just, I know that other people are feeling um, the same way I feel, and we all feel here, and I feel like that makes it somewhat better, just knowing that you're not feeling through alone, like I saw one of my boys today, when I went to go play, and we were just talking about how we didn't even feel like playing tonight, like we didn't feel like doing anything. He was like, yeah, we cried till we had no more tears. Like, every time, like, felt I, like right before I left my house to go, I was like, I felt I was good. And then the Mavs game just started, and I saw them take the the eight second and then the twenty four second, and then I heard the crowd, and that just made me tear up. And for someone that you never met to have such an impact on so many people that and just um whenever whenever kids pass or like even just young people in general but like especially kids always take it really hard um even with like uh when triple x died i didn't really care for him as an artist or anything like that but he was just young as shit you know you got your whole life ahead of you turn around or do anything you know and um it's just i just can't imagine him and then the other parents being in that situation where it's just like you know that this is it and your a life you brought in is about to be gone with yours like it's it's really difficult man but like with what Jay Williams said, man, 
that video just to hit where it's like whatever whatever you got with anyone around you, man, it's not worth it. It's not. It made me think about um when me and you weren't talking miles. You know? Nah, for sure. Yeah, it made me think about that. And then when we were talking, you told me you got into like that car accident and stuff. Like, yeah, it put it put it puts things into perspective. Yeah, and um, it makes life seem more um, short than what it actually is. It it really does like that. Like, bro, Kendrick Perkins tweeting at KD after. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nah, man. Like it, it, that, and just it—it's it, to me personally, it makes you just want to go all in on that mama mentality, shit, man. Like, stop half-assing it. Stop half-assing everything. Like, you can talk about role models outside of the game. This one just hurt, man. Think of them. I think that's all I got for right now. JT. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yesterday was rough on a multitude of levels. It was, uh, I was working the ticker from home and I was, we were, we were doing like the, the UConn Tulsa game and it was going into overtime. So I was like focused on like, trying to get the static ticker up, which is just a really long explanation of saying a uh, scoreboard on the screen. Um, and I was fucking up like, well, sorry, excuse my language, but I was, I was really messing up. Right. So the game ended and then I get an email from my boss that says, don't run the Kobe news yet until things have been verified. And at this point I had no idea what he was talking about. Cause I'm still getting all this stuff off the system. And so I go to the tweet deck and I'm just seeing the TMZ stuff. And I'm like, nah, 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 no way, no way, no way. Like, all right, it's maybe a hoax because I remember TMZ killed off Lil Wayne a few years ago and that was a hoax. <laughs> um, it's like, all right. So then when I'm seeing like more people like tweet about it, I'm like, all right, so maybe there was a crash, but he lived because that just seems like the most Kobe thing that would happen. Like, like the black mamba involved in a, in a helicopter crash and he walks away. That's exactly then, what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. all right. And it was just hard to, it was just so hard to focus, like trying to keep up to date on like the updates and working and things like that. And just like my day just went downhill. And then like the more time passed, the more it was like, oh my gosh, it may not be a hoax. It, it may be the real thing. And then when they like, kind of confirm it and it's just like the air kind of gets taken out of your body and you just kind of go numb and i just remember i wanted to be as far away from i wanted to be as far away from what i was doing as possible because they were sending me stuff to put into the ticker like i was writing up the the headlines and the notes that kobe was dying and that it killed me to have to type it out and then put it in the system and see it run across the screen. And I couldn't turn away because it's my job. Um, it was just rough. So when I finally left, when I finished work at six, there was the Nets Nick game. And literally, maybe five hours before that, I was hyped because, you know, Kyrie was about to go to the garden. 
he's about to fry up the Knicks and I was going to be happy. It's going to be a good Sunday. And then I like basketball was the furthest thing from my, like I, I watched that game, but I didn't, it was like the lights were on, but there was nobody home. Like it was to the point where like, I literally just went to sleep halfway through the game, woke up in the fourth quarter. Like I couldn't even tell you what the score was. I was just like that numb and just going through the rest of the night. It was just like, like, it's just hard to believe. Um, then today, going into the office, just seeing all the Kobe tributes, and it was just, it was, it was good. And I mean, I haven't, I, I, I'm not going to be the one to like try and uh, pretend I was like the biggest Kobe fan. Kobe was just, um, he wasn't just another basketball player, um, you know, because we all have our personal favorites. My first Kobe memory was Kobe knocking out the nets in the finals. I was at game three, you know, as a seven-year-old <laughs> right there behind the basket, watching Kobe shred my nets in route to, I believe that was championship <laughs> number three at that point. Um, and it's just like, dang, like this guy is just so good. Um, and you know, for a little bit after that, as a young kid, I'm like, dang, I don't like Kobe. Cause like he beat my team. You know, you get older and you watch the game and you're like, dang, this guy is good. Like, I can't, you can't hate him. He's just. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, you know, I, the next time, then my next memory of Kobe was when the Nets were in Brooklyn. I, last time I'd seen Kobe live was sometime in when they were back in Jersey, but I can't remember specifically. But I remember this one particular play, the Nets were playing the Lakers and they were losing at the end. And then I think the Nets were down by like two. And Kobe was at the line and he was talking trash to Gerald Wallace. And he was like, bet 100K, I make these two free throws. And Gerald Wallace is talking back to him. Kobe was like, it's easy money. He swished both of them. I'm like, dang, this guy's really cold blooded. Like, like there's just there's just a, an aura, a aura around Kobe that just there wasn't there for other people. And like, like you guys mentioned, like there've been deaths before, like even in our lifetime, we've like our, our adult lifetimes that we've seen professional athletes die. I mean, uh, the guy in the Marlins, Jose Fernandez, you know, died in that boating accident when we were still in college. Um, you know, and that, that was a sad day, but it didn't hit as hard because, you know, he was just not to say he was just some guy, but I mean, Jose Fernandez didn't have that impact that, Kobe had not just on the sport, but on like a global level, you know, I, I would imagine like it would be almost the same as if like Derek Jeter had, you know, perished or like I died in a, in an accident or something like that. Someone who was, you know, known not just for the sport, not in the United States, but known worldwide. Um, so I think, I think that's what really attributes to it. I mean, and just like the cultural impact. I mean, how many times you shoot a, a, a water bottle in a garbage can or a paper bowl in a garbage can, you yell Kobe. Um, I remember back in like middle school, I remember back in middle school, it would yell Kobe if you made it and LeBron if you missed it. And <laughs> I know it's messed up, but that's just like, that's just what it was. I mean, all the people that, that wore, yeah, all people that wore 24. I mean, I wore I, every... Jason Kidd was my favorite basketball player, so I tried to get five on mostly everything basketball. But 24 I had on everything else. Every other sport I played, it's on my wallet. It was my lacrosse number for three years. Like, I needed to have that 24 because that's just, it's the number of greatness. You know, great players tend to wear the number 24, it just so happens. And Kobe was that guy after he switched from number eight. 
you know, after he went from uh, Afro Kobe to bald head Kobe, you know, (laughs) and I think, you know, I was looking back on it today and I'm trying to, I was trying to think, why is it not to say like, why is it affecting me so much? Because I didn't watch Kobe play every night. I only watched him when he was on national TV. I wasn't the biggest, you know, I didn't put fandom into certain players except for people I molded my game after. And I wasn't out like when I was growing up, I wasn't a Kobe Bryant type player. I was, I was a point guard. Like I like to distribute the ball. That's why kid was my favorite, but it was something fun about watching Kobe just being able to score the ball at will. And I think back as to why it hurt, why it was hurting me so much. And one of my closest friends since I've known since third grade was probably the biggest Kobe fan ever. Like, ever and we played basketball literally from third grade up through aau together and he would always everything he did everything he was about was kobe that was always the running joke you know i found some old tweets of mine and i think it was like one of those viral hashtags was like oh tweet like your best friend or talk like your best friend right and in it it literally was his name his name is justin as well coincidentally and it was just kobe tweet after kobe tweet and i was like oh boy like this and I think that's what kind of like hit almost like because he was, he's such Kobe was such a big part of his life. And he was a big part of my life growing up that it kind of feels like Kobe leaving is a piece of my friend leaving that I feel like. And that that's when it kind of really hit. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a day of just processing emotions you know, I assume this is what Yankee fans were going through with their Munson, uh, Pirate fans with Roberto Clemente. Um, you know, I guess the basketball world, not to this extent, but when Drazen Petrovic died back in the 90s in that car crash in Europe, um, just certain deaths hit harder than others, hit closer to home. Um, and Kobe definitely had an impact on just about everybody in our generation's lives. I mean, you there's there's only certain there's only certain people you can uh there's only certain people you can know by first name or associate by first name and kobe was one of those rare few you say the name kobe everybody knows who you're talking about everybody knows who kobe bryant is you know and he just, he transcended basketball not just on the basketball court off the court like you guys said he won the oscars right i remember thinking it was so cool when he was in the the commercial for call of duty black ops and I was like, oh, snap, it's Kobe. They got Kobe out here shooting, you know, an M16 and drones and stuff. You know, he's on all these talk shows. Um, he had, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he had a verse on Destiny, one of Destiny Child's uh, songs. Like, there was almost nothing he couldn't do. And what's sad is that he was just about to get started on so much more. And the world was basically his oyster at this time. And which which is which is what really makes it you know that much harder, um, yeah. It's, that's much all I got on the the Kobe front. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't know, but I I interned at a at a high school. I was talking about it with uh, some of the other coaches and stuff today, and like we were all kind of going through it a bit. And it's like even um one of the coaches that I worked pretty much directly under. She was like, she was a huge Jordan fan growing up. So that's when I was like, for me, you know, it was Kobe and them. She was like, for her, it was Jordan and Kobe. Like, that was it. And for the, for the 
for the direct Kobe fans, the super diehard Kobe fans, my cousin's one of them. So I guess maybe that um that what you said about your friend might apply a bit to me here too. Um I really feel for you guys more than anyone, you know? Um I feel like we all know at least at least two of them. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ken. Yeah, definitely shout out to Kendall because Kendall's the biggest Kobe fan I know. Yeah. Kendall Kendall and uh my cousin Steve. Um, you know, we all know them. And it's like for the rest of us, and it's like for me, like I said, like growing up, those four were um the biggest for me until I picked my team. And uh after that it's just when I really learned basketball and stuff, and it's just respecting greatness. You know, respecting greatness, working the craft. And um the reason why I brought up the thing at the high school is because um it's so crazy that these kids don't know, man. These they they really like to them it was like you're talking about these kids are just like, Oh yeah, it's sad, you know, he died, but you know, it's just a basketball player. Like they don't know. They don't really know who Kobe is. I I can't again, like I saw one of our other friends, John tweeting, like it's hard to think in, of him in past tense right now. It's like I'm still, I'm, it, it feels like I'm still waiting for something to come out and be like, oh, no. Yeah, man. It's just that. And you can see how he was with his daughters, man. Like, Kobe can't go to basketball games until Gigi was like, I want to watch more games. Kobe, yeah, that was for his family. Kobe started started girls basketball teams and his oldest daughter plays volleyball and started a volleyball teams best coaches in california yeah because his daughter wanted to play volleyball and and the one thing that like i forgot to mention about kobe is that he was out here vouching for he was one of the main male advocates for women's basketball which is like for somebody on kobe's level to be that person and to be out here saying that, yo, uh, Elena Deladon died in Tarasi, yo, they can play in the NBA right now. And for that article to have came out literally the, the the week before that all of this went down, it's like, you know, it just shows you the type of dude that he was. One of the most intellectual and, you know, respectful dudes to ever come, come through the game. Smart, um, smartest people in the world, man. Straight up. Yeah. Learn Slovenian. On the off chance, Doncic inbound the ball next time, so we could talk shit. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to that tweet, you know, like yeah, my man, my man's my man's really trilingual. Like no, he was more than that. I think they say he he was fluent. Now I think he was like conversational in some languages. Yeah, he was fluent but he in was, three, but was, he was, he was, yeah, fluent, he was conversational yeah, in other he, ones. Yeah, yeah, but he was fluent in Italian, Spanish, and English though. Mm. Well, English obviously because you know whatever, yeah. but like. Yeah, it's it, it's it still doesn't feel real like at all. And um I guess now I can ask um the NBA and and mind you when news actually broke, not when, you know, TMZ reported, but when like other news outlets started reporting and they found out that Kobe was dead. Um the Nuggets game, I I, think, I believe it was the Nuggets and Pelicans. No, not Nuggets and Pelicans, Nuggets and um Timberwolves. I think is who it was. Um, I I could be wrong. But I, I like yesterday's game. It was Nuggets uh, Rockets. Nuggets. 
Nuggets Rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the three thirty game. Yeah, it was Nuggets yeah. Rockets. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right before that, that news broke. The Kobe news broke. I guess the tip off was about to happen. But um, do y'all feel like the league should have canceled the games? And I'll I'll speak I'll, I'll speak last on it, but because of the impact, I feel like they should they should have. Um, just because you you can see like the players were not they were not there. Um, like I can understand from the business side why they didn't, but I, I saw a tweet that was talking about for a league advocating about mental health. Um, that wasn't the right time to have them out there. But <laughs> it's 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 so conflicting because it's like you saw like the pregame photos of like Tyson Chandler and them. And like you saw how everyone was doing, like Kyrie leaving, like all of that, man. But Kobe would be like, "Shut up and go play," you know. Yeah, that's no. It's honestly, it was a, it's a double edged sword. It's like because that was my first thought was, all right, the news broke, and then they kind of confirmed it, but it never, it didn't get confirmed, confirmed until after. Uh, the Nuggets tipped off. So I was like, all right. And then the next games were not till about six. So they probably had, so they had about a two and a half hour window to try and like figure out something. Then there was the report that all the games were canceled, which somehow got leaked. And it was a verified person that tweeted it too. And everybody was like, oh, I guess they're canceling it. And then people were like, no, the games are still going on. Like teams are still arriving to the stadium. Teams are warming up in the locker room. Um, I do think, like on any other day, I think maybe if it happened in the morning, like uh, like more morning on Eastern Eastern time, because I know it. The the crash happened at like ten a.m. or eleven a.m. West Coast time. But like if it would have, if the news would have broke, let's say at like maybe noon, I think it would have been a little bit easier to at least cancel all the games after three thirty. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no, I do. I think they should have been canceled. Yes, logistically and business wise, it would have just been really tough. Especially you have so many moving parts that go into just one basketball game, production wise. You know, catering, all these other things, and then to just cancel that on like a a major scale when that short of time. Um. Yeah, I, I just it doesn't seem like something that would have been feasible. Um, and then there's like, I mean, I know there's, there's the death transcends business and everything like that. There's just a whole, my, my only thinking, I thought they were going to cancel games after yesterday. Like today I thought they were going to cancel games. I know they already canceled the the Lakers Clippers game tomorrow. Yeah. I thought they were going to cancel games today. Um, cause at least it would give them a 24 hour window. Um, but then it would just be a whole like thing of when do you reschedule those games? Uh, like refunds like tv rights marketing like i all these things are like it, like things that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things you know big picture wise but i can understand right. from like a business perspective there's a lot of moving parts like yeah see uh to me it's just unfortunate because i see it as a dude like kobe bryant who's made the nba so much so much money and i know it's not anything personal to Kobe or his family, but I think the league should have canceled the games. And I, I mean, I understand, I understand why they didn't, 
But at the same time, it's like, nah, they, they shouldn't have had those dudes out there playing. Like, yeah, those dudes weren't, no, no one was there. I don't know if y'all saw the, the, the first game, but when Tyson Chandler was just sitting on the bench, like, mm-hmm. just uh, emotional, like, like it, it was, it was crazy. Like, you see dudes that's reacting to this, like, when Jamal Murray was told the news, like, before, before the game, like, it was, it was just like, these dudes literally, you know, you know, the Nuggets game, I'm a little bit more understanding of because, you know, that it was, it was, it kind of, the news kind of broke as that game started. So it, it, it puts it in a weird position. But as like the days, day went on and you had time to think about it, like, yeah, I get it. Kobe would have wanted these dudes to go out there and play. Like, that's, that's what he, what we all, we all could agree on that. But, like Kyrie, for example, Justin brought it brought it brought it up perfectly before when he was talking about um the Nets in the Knicks game. Kyrie walked out the stadium when he heard that Kobe died. Chris Paul decided that he didn't that he he didn't want to play because because of Kobe today. And I'm not saying that individuals transcend the game, but without Kobe, they do. We might. It, but and that, and that's really what what I'm trying to get at. In some situations, you know, like Kobe, he's affected. He he's had a hand in in all in all of these these guys. You know, whether it be, you know, Joel Embiid, he's one of the reasons that he started that he started playing ball. Kyrie Irving, who was like a little brother to him, LeBron James, and those comparisons that have always been held, and you know, the relationship that they've carried out throughout the years. Like, I just don't see how. You know, you expect these dudes to to go out there and play. And even though they did cancel the Lakers and Clippers game on Tuesday, um, I just don't know if um not canceling the games was the right idea. I I yeah, I, I agree. I my I have I was just thinking this and it just kind of came up. You remember was this I guess now three years ago when right before that game one of that Celtics Bull series when Isaiah Thomas found out that his sister died in that car crash. Yeah. And he played yeah. that game like literally that night he found out like 2 hours before and played that night. I'm I'm like I'm thinking about like what's the driving force behind like so I know certain players cope differently. Like for IT that night playing for his sister like that's that how he, Yeah, that's how he coped with it. Um and I know some players Trey. Yeah, Trey you know, I mean, some players would probably want to play because it's a distraction, like John was alluding to with his volleyball earlier. And then some probably wouldn't play. I think it ultimately, I think maybe if there was a decision to be made, it could have been put up in the players, like players from opposing teams get together, you know, the coaches and make a decision that way. Or just like maybe if they, they just walk off the court or something like that. Or and they say, like, all right, we'll take this. Just slap an L on us for the night or whatever. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I think if if they just like the coaches spoke to the players and just went to the other coaches, like, hey, um, what what are you guys thinking? You know, I feel like that that would have been it. The only way to do it, I think that's the only way to do it. You know, to be like, see if your players want to play. Obviously, you know, majority rules, but like, see if your players want to play. And um and then just go talk to the the other coaches. I mean, it didn't even feel like a it like I watched. I remember I remember specifically the first five minutes of that Knicks Nets game, 
And it didn't even, it felt like there, it was a scrimmage. Like it didn't even, I didn't like, you couldn't even tell that there was a crowd. It was, it was, it was silent. Yeah. They were playing no music. Silent. Like you, you heard them, them calling out plays on a TV broadcast. Imagine how that felt being actually in the stadium. Yeah. That's why it's like my, my mom literally like was like, Oh, I'm, I'm just going because like I'm taking your nephew. And it's like the way, I feel like that's how it was for everyone. Cause like when I got home, I didn't want to be anywhere near basketball. Like my dad just had the game on and I heard it. And it was like, I'm getting upstairs as soon as I can. It's like, it was literally just going in one ear out the other. Like I'm watching the game, but I'm just so like, 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 like I said before, like the lights are on, nobody's home. I'm just like, you're just numb, dumbfounded, just on the couch in your bed. At this volleyball tournament, the air got sucked out and it was, one of the biggest tournaments like it was super super busy and the air got sucked out for like you you could just you knew how far the energy dropped and um and i and it picked up later and i feel like it's just because everyone was just trying to get back and distract themselves with it or just trying to get into it like granted there's a kid on my team who didn't get it because he knew nothing about basketball or really kobe or anything um and it's like he was just like oh he's like yeah like same thing he was like yeah it's sad but like i don't really know like he even asked he's like was he still playing like you know he he just didn't know but it's like someone um a guy who i play in the league with who stopped in yesterday was like yeah you felt the energy go from 100 to like negative 20 and um yeah man i'm I can I can see where that the the guy you're talking about I can kind of see where he's coming from so like yeah. you know hypothetically speaking if like uh, like Ronaldo That's why I had to try and find people to talk to yeah, yeah like 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 if, if Ronaldo were to have passed away like today right I would mm-hmm. know it's sad because I know the name Ronaldo but I don't follow soccer at all so I don't know it doesn't like, have the same impact it yeah does, like, same. I wouldn't know how much right. of an impact he has I know he's really good I know he's won a lot of stuff but I have no idea like what he actually means to the soccer community I assume it's a lot but I just don't have the I guess the knowledge I have the em- you know you have, you have the empathy but you just don't oh, have exactly. I guess like the knowledge to really feel on that level yeah like um the same uh the same uh, coach that I'm under she was actually at um, a tournament with her husband because he coaches. And like, but it was like for younger kids, like I think maybe 15s. And a random dad just ran up to her and was like, Kobe died. And she's like, what? And he's like, I just had to find someone that I could talk to about this. Like. <laughs> it's it's surreal. I mean, you, did you see the video of uh, Cassius Winston and Tom yeah. Izzo? Yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah, when, I, when literally. I told him. It, like Kobe, like Kobe Dude, Bryant. When you sent me that Bryant? text, when you sent me the text, I was like, "There's another Kobe." Like, 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 yeah, this, this, like you mean the creator of Kobe, Kobe. beef? Like, yeah, that, like some. You just like you just don't believe it. it like it's uh, oh, man. I mean, my heart goes out to you know the Bryant family, us and them. Um, those other the the two girls on um, Gigi's team. Um, parents and yeah. the, the baseball coach. Yeah, too. yeah, and those, you know those parents, yo, bro. They have two more daughters. Yeah, and now they're just without parents, which is unfortunate. 
and even crazier, um, six degrees of separation. Apparently, and this is you know, um, what I heard through the grapevine is that um, so the baseball coach that passed away that was on there, he was he coached Aaron Judge and Jeff McNeil of the of the. Oh Mets. yeah, I've seen that too. Really? Yeah, they were like, they're yeah. like he's a JUCO legend. Right, and 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 apparently, like he's the reason why Jeff McNeil continued to play baseball. I mean, as you know, the New York sports fan that I am, I mean, you know, I follow the Mets too, and you know, Jeff McNeil is pretty pretty good. Um, and it as it turns out, Kobe Bryant, he was a Mets fan. Yeah, which is which is wow. I you (laughs) wow. That that is one thing I never would I would have never expected, but you know, growing up in Philly, I guess I don't know, but or in the Northeast, Kobe, uh, Kobe's one of the few people to give himself nicknames, and it worked. He named himself the Black Mamba. I'm pretty sure he did, but his other one, which is um, I fucking love this nickname that he gave himself towards the end of his career, where he started calling himself Vino, bro, <laughs> fire, yeah. Like, oh, age man. like wine. You know what I'm saying? They're um, with age. I, <laughs> bro, the, the, the thing that made it like literally, like, I, like, y'all know, like, I had to be up at 4 30 today and I was just in bed. Like, I couldn't, I was like, you know, let me just watch an episode of my show, try and distract myself. Like, but right. even today, when I went on Hulu, the first thing on Hulu was talking about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't get away. Um, but like last night, I was like, I'm trying to distract myself, and I'm just like, couldn't watch anything, like just super in my bag. And then um, JT probably saw it, but um, I also sent you the this tweet, man. This tweet was able to like get me out of that little, just the funny Kobe stuff, man. Right. I'm loving that, and like I I needed that shit, man. Like um, basically this dude goes. Uh, my mom has this framed picture of Kobe. No, my grandma has this framed picture of Kobe in her house, and oh, yeah. I just never understood why. And it's him, and he has a wave cap on over his afro. <laughs> Yo, that and all the replies and stuff, man. Like to the original tweet, to the quote, and shit, man. Like, bro, that that shit, like that, is heavy, man. That the video of uh. Of when he was on Kimmel and Kimmel showed the, of um Swaggy P and Jordan Hill and Jeremy Lin celebrating a win and they just show Kobe's face and he's like, Would that have happened if you were there? And he just stares at him like shit like yeah. that, man. Right. And speaking of the of the Jimmy the Jim the, the Jimmy Kimmel interview, it's like everybody was like really pressed to see like yo, Kobe like Who's going what you need to have a boy, you need to follow your legacy. Like to, like to follow your legacy. And then his his 13 year old daughter was like, um, that's gonna be me. Mamba standing right here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mamba Cedar, like on some shit. And that one fucking hurt, bro. That yeah, that yeah, that <sighs> bro, my nephew's like <laughs> 13, bro. Like I think that's what when it really like was like the it's like the knockout blow. When it was confirmed it was him, I literally was like, I hope none of the other four are his family. 
Right. And so much it's so much so much different news was breaking. I didn't know what the, what what the hell to even even believe or think. They said Rick Fox was on the on the on the, the helicopter, too. I didn't like see all time. the all the extra shit until nighttime. So I'm glad I didn't. But, yeah, I would have been freaking out. Yeah, like Rick had, Fox, his whole family was there. Yeah, they, like, they wrote off Rick Fox like for like two hours. And I'm like, yo. And then Rick Fox tweeted out and I'm like, all right, good. He's safe. But uh, uh, speaking of um. The funny, I mean, that's all I've been trying to do is like find funny tweets to like get the day. Shit, and man. there was just one tweet. Photo shoot. <laughs> nah, it has none. I don't even think it has anything to do with Kobe. It was Kendrick Perkins, right? He tweeted out. Oh, I yes. Can't. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he tweeted out, I can't sleep thinking about going outside right now. Shoot a few turnaround jumpers for Mamba. Some dude quoted it saying, <laughs> You finna brick so hard and wake the whole neighborhood up. <laughs> son i was in the office walking back from getting water i was floored i needed that that was like the first time i laughed out loud like <laughs> since like the news like it was yeah <laughs> speaking of which like see now because you know there's more jokes and stuff i feel like i can go back because i was like you know we're all just so instinctively we go on social media like i couldn't stop myself and every time i did i would just get sadder and sadder and i would just like actively trying not to grab my phone for that reason so it's like now i just go on twitter and the first thing i see is there's two it says i'm finna play 2k with kobe against paul pierce on 12 minute quarters on rookie no fatigue i gotta get this <laughs> shit out <laughs> like, nah facts nah nah this this whole shit got me one to uh buy 2k again just so you know what i'm saying just Kobe might have to get 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 another cover just just for the culture. I'm still not from um going to get that trash game right, you know. But if, if they do a Kobe one, I probably will. But nah, um, I would I, I would cop just because yeah. Kobe's on it, and then I play that. You know, yeah. you know it's wild, man. So when I first messed up my finger on my left hand, and like it actually like healed enough that I didn't have a tape and all that stuff, I was thinking about getting a finger sleeve. And um, and I was trying to find one. The only thing that was coming up was a Kobe, um. Like it was a Kobe undefeated collab finger sleeve, Nike finger sleeve. And I thought about buying it and I was like, let me not. And then when he passed the shit, I was like, fuck man. Now if I go and try and buy that shit, that's just going to be marked all the way up. <laughs> like, right. And I, and yeah, I still like kind of want a finger sleeve. So I'm like, bro, it shot up. There's only one place that has it in stock still in a stock X and it shot up. And then we'll see what happens because I don't yeah, think bro. I'm gonna buy for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's slow for buying Kobe's. Thankfully, I got my top tens that John yeah. literally just reminded me of. So now those are gonna get put back into my rotation. Bro, literally, um, the dude I was talking to tonight, he was like, um, his nephew like lives and breathes Kobe, and it was like he didn't go to school today and shit like that, and he had mad Kobe's when he was younger. He was like when he was like 17, 18, he had a bunch of Kobe's. But then his feet grew. He was like he was like a ten, and then he ended up being a ten and a half. So it was like his nephew got all of those. So he was like he only had a couple, and he's like, bro, his other ones. He was like he's just putting away. I think he has three or four. He was like he's gonna keep one to play in, and yeah. then the rest he's just putting away. Like I'm like I'm literally my first game in my league is tomorrow, and I'm I'm playing in mine, my in my top tens, man. Like I'm. <laughs> I wore them today for like I wore them last week. Just coincidentally, I just saw them and I was like, I haven't worn these in a while. Let me just wear them. Right. And um, I wore them today, and I was like, you know, if I get like if I'm playing volleyball this week, I'm playing in those, man. Like, 
<laughs> Mama mentality, man. Got to. Did you um like a lot of people was writing on the sneakers and stuff, but like Luca wrote um he had all the names of uh, everyone and playing yeah. on this man. Like that's I, tough, but dude, I just yeah. And then um the girl from Oregon, you know she had rest in peace, Gigi, rest in peace, Cole. Yeah. Like it's man, it's tough. Oh, let's let's finish this with um. I don't. I, unless you know you guys obviously feel free if you guys got more things you want to get off your chest, but um I do feel like let's get into some more positive, like um favorite Kobe moments. Yeah, um I'll talk about my favorite Kobe moments. I mean, I, I outside of what I already mentioned, me seeing him play live, that was like probably number one. But outside of that, um I'll probably say uh NBA Finals. Game ten, uh, I said game ten, NBA Finals two thousand ten, game seven. It, it it just taught me a little bit about perseverance because, as many of y'all know, that was a very gruesome series for both both ends of the floor between the Celtics and the and the Lakers. Um, and to be honest, Kobe did not have a good shooting night. I think he played a damn near close to forty eight minutes, and I think he only had twenty three points. But you know what? He had fifteen rebounds. And that right there just tells great defense as always. And of course, and he was first team all defense that year too. Uh nine nine out of the, the, the twelve times that he was featured on the team. And it just shows me right there, it's like, yo, that mama mentality, even though Kobe was known for known as being a a scorer, a great defender, he just did whatever it took for for his team to win. And yeah. Yeah. Um, JT, John, you can go ahead, JT. Oh, man, I don't really know if I have a favorite Kobe moment because most Kobe moments happen against my team. Yeah, it's uh, hard to think about. I don't even know if mine. I don't even think mine might. Mine might not be actual game related. So, like the last thing, last game thing I remember Kobe doing, you know, aside from the sixty points, was the Nets were playing the Lakers. This was back when they had the sleeve jerseys and the Lakers had those black sleeve jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nets are home. Nets are up. It was like the second quarter or something. It might have been the f- second half, honestly. Kobe drove middle and dunked on Gerald Wallace and Brooke Lopez for an and Oof. one. And the whole crowd, like the whole stadium just erupted. And I'm just sitting there. I'm at home watching. I'm like, I can't even be mad at that. Like that's Kobe. Like, <laughs> and that's just something Kobe would do, you know. And I, uh, you know, I, I think my, I think one of my uh, earliest, actually, yeah, one of my memories of Kobe off the court actually happened in the my first uh, first time I ever played a basketball video game. It was NBA Live 2003. And it was at the barber shop. Back when you know barbershops would have just for some reason black barbershops love to have just p had love to have PS consoles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. random. Everybody there just playing something like, and they're whack. Know? Everyone yeah. playing at the shop is a whack, bro. Everybody's garbage. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be the little last kid that come in and serving everybody, bro. bro. Bro, that's exactly what happened. I'm like when 2003, so I'm like yeah, like seven or eight, right? And I never played this game before. I pick up the sticks because there's really nobody at the barbershop. It's a random one of those rare Saturdays where nobody's at the shop. It's just like the barbers and like two other people. 
So we're playing, and it's Lakers versus Lakers for some reason. I have no idea why. But I'm using the Lakers, and I'm skunking this dude like 9-0, shooting threes with Kobe and Derek Fisher. Mind you, I have no idea what the controls are. You know, I'm just kind of winging it at this point. I'm like, damn. I went home a few days later, got the game, uh, and then used the Nets. And the rest was history. <laughs> the start of something new. It's like game wise, man. I don't even. I don't even know. It's. I don't know. If, like right now, it's just I have so many different like basketball stuff coming to mind. It's hard for me to pick one. But um, like, to me, this is other shit right now. Like there was a whole article where it was like credited uh, journalists told their favorite Kobe stories and stuff like that. It just seemed like everything was just about how down to earth and how cool a guy was and the way he went out of his way to make someone else feel special. And um, so it's those shit like that. And like when uh, there's things where he's talking about where he was like when uh, Dirk was a free agent, he was like, he called Dirk and he was like, hey, man, I know the answer, but, you know, I got to ask. And Dirk was like, no, nah, I'm good, man. <laughs> Like things like that, and then um, it was one of the seasons where he was hurt and he was on the bench, and Dirk hit like I think it was a game winner, like a last second go ahead, um, in front of the Lakers bench, and Kobe said one of those, yeah, it's a good shot, and, like patted him on the ass, like yep, yep, good job, man, like one of those, man, like those, and it's just like um, one of those journalist stories, and I remember hearing this a while ago, I just brought it back up, where um, this journalist is like, oh, we saw Kobe at a bar, Kobe was like, hey man, do you want a beer? He was like, you don't have to buy me a beer, man. It's all good. And he was like, no, look. And there were 18 beers just sitting under his chair. And he's like, well, everyone here just keeps saying, hey, man, I got to buy you a beer. And Kobe's just like, oh, thank you. And like, he's never going to say no. So he just keeps putting them under. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the dude finished. He was like, hey, can I have another one? He's like, please, dude. I'm, he's like, I, I can't drink all of these. <laughs> like, um, I think it was after they won like a playoff game or something like that, man. Like. Those and the fact that homie did he did the video with the wild boys, you know what I mean, where he pretended to jump over to pull the snakes, like Kobe jumps over Ferrari, like bro. I guess my favorite Kobe moments would probably be his commercials. I think that that I think that's it, because you got to see his personality in those. Outside of the cold blooded killer, you got to see you know like funny Kobe, like like um the Kobe system. Ankle insurance. Ankle insurance got to be like. Bro, ankle insurance? And <laughs> hey, oh are my you a goodness. different animal but the same, the same beast? What the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? And it's crazy. Because, and, yo, I it's going to be so crazy. Like, when we look back at this podcast years from now, we're like, yo, we had a whole episode about Kobe Bryant the week before Kobe Bryant passed. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it's just shit like that that is like why I say life is just so crazy sometimes. Yeah, man. I can't even say I miss him because it still doesn't feel like it's gone yet, you know? Like, I still I mean, can't. Yeah. Like, I guess I, I, I can't. It's hard for me to, to speak in, in, like, past tense. Oh, man. All right, let me see this tweet you sent. Did y'all see the one that I... Miles, did you click on it? The one that I said? Um, which one? Let me the see. With the wave cap. <laughs> oh, yeah, with the wave cap. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Not as jokes, but bro, the replies. <laughs> Kobe has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm dead. <laughs> Yo, nah, I'm not gonna lie. This is evil. <laughs> Yo, yeah, this is this is me laughing through the tears. Nah, Kendrick really began to ride all the time because like, last night he tweeted at KD bro. and was Apologizing. like, "Yeah," was like, "I love you, bro. I'm sorry for what I did." Like. I don't think Katie replied either. Oh, you know what I noticed? I don't think Katie said anything yet. She hasn't. He hasn't. And I don't I like it. I don't blame him either. Sometimes silence is the best morning. Yeah, when you were saying how um Jalen Rose, I didn't see Jalen stuff. I see that. But like, bro, just seeing like when I originally saw Jay Williams and I saw quotes of it, but I didn't watch the video until last night. I like was like, I don't want to watch it right now. Like when I actually watched it and the shit hit me all over again, man. But bro, on that um, on that, <laughs> on that that picture that I sent you guys, they're just like trying to figure out why he rocking a wave cap over his afro like that shit. They were like, Kotep Bryant looks like he's about to tell me that black feminism was invented to destroy the black family. Like that shit, bro. <laughs> it's wild because I remember when that pick hit the timeline like a few years ago, and everybody was frying him up. Nah, but the fact that he was like, my no, it wasn't his grandma. My son said my aunt has it framed in her house, and I'm trying to figure out why. Like, bro. Average person, you would never know that that's Kobe Bryant. Like, unless nah. you know who Kobe is. <laughs> nah, you wouldn't. A regular, like, a regular person would probably just be bro, like, oh, African-American <laughs> studies professor put me out, bro. He said he swears back in his village he's a prince. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. And black feminism is a way to take down the black family. That's Yo, wild. Kobe looks like he sells bootleg DVDs and always want to know what's good with your sister and why she won't call him back. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh. Never in my life would I think that this is how I'm talking about Kobe, but you know what? Yo, it's they all... said he looks a little... He said he looks like he's about to explain how all blacks are really Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> We, <laughs> yo, what? Wait, wait. Why did this? I know this is cor- I know this is corny as hell because he's a black mamba. But you know, the, you know the thing where it's like we was. Cake. Oh no! Don't do it. We was don't snakes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Bro. Oh yeah, I, I'm canceled nah, for man. that. <laughs> Nah, Bro. Man, all, jo- all, all jokes aside, though, man, yo, really, rest in peace, Kobe, dog. Like, yeah, gone way too soon, but your impact was felt, dog. Real life. It sucks that it's things like this that really just make you go, like, life is precious. And it's just one of the things, like, don't, don't waste the life you've been given, man. And it's just, it's just making you want to harder. Like just, I, I bet you, I bet you, his book is completely sold out. I'm gonna look at. Oh, it Amazon is. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is temporarily out of stock. That's crazy how that happens. Yeah, I saw the book he was co-writing. The guy said he wasn't gonna do it anymore. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I feel right not having the co-author on the book, which makes total sense. Like literally, like um. JT, you don't know her, but one of Ari's best friends, Leanna, like she did a Kobe post and was like, I don't really, you know, I'm not in the basketball, so nothing about that. Um, 
this is what really rings true with me, but she was like that mama mentality thing, man. Like she's like in the business field and like the way he talks about shit. Like she was at the Forbes 30 and 30 thing, like that Forbes conference. And he was one of the speakers there. Like, and I was like, I told her too. I was like, yo, if you ever get a chance to ask a question or anything like that, you got to just go, are you a different animal with the same beast? And like, um, it's just wild. Cause we just talking about that. You know what I mean? Like recently. And I don't know, man. I don't know how I'm going to process this shit, man. This has helped. At this point, I feel like I might as well just release the Kobe part on its own. And then, but probably not. Probably just going to have a long episode. I don't really care at this point. How much more can we talk about? How much can we talk about Super Bowl anyway, man? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, you know what's crazy, though? It's like, and, and Justin, you listen to sports radio, so you, you, you can kind of like, set like, kind of like, uh, you know, understand more so where i'm coming from but as y'all know i listen to a lot of radio i'm not i don't really watch a lot of like tv anymore but like today i had been listening to a lot of radio and literally all they were talking about was kobe it's like everything else was like little bs here and there but it always went back to kobe today yesterday i watched a little bit of espn and it, it was just like they were just kept talking about it talking about it talking about it so it's like I don't know. If this episode just ended up being completed by Kobe, it kind of mad at it, dog. I, I ain't even mad because it's like, yo, this this the Mamba, bro. Like, <laughs> like I can really sit here and, and and talk about Kobe all all day type shit. Like, yeah, and talk about know. something different every time too. Nah, no funny. Because it's like you you think about like the players that he's impacted. It's like everybody was 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 sad you know what i'm saying it's like everybody all right now for my black people may understand this reference have y'all ever seen the movie soul food no justin i've seen it full through but i know the movie okay so i'm gonna spoiler alert spoiler alert so skip the next minute if you know y'all are planning to watch soul food within the next week but basically the premise of soul food is that every sunday uh, niggas used to go to Big Mama's house, you know, and eat dinner. Like the whole family, that was like what their thing, what they did and shit. And eventually, Big Mama got sick because you know that's what happens when you eat collard greens and you know peach cobbler. Oh, you fuck Big you know Mama. That's where it's from. Um, you thought? Wait, John, do you are you? I'm assuming you're thinking about the Boondocks right now, right? I'm just thinking about in general. Just eventually talking about. Diabetes and you foot big mama. <laughs> like I is it from that movie? Yeah, right. Exactly. Big okay. Mama. That's that, that's from that that's from Soul Food. And eventually Big Mama passes away. And everybody's really sad. Everybody's like, Oh my god, what are we gonna do now? It's like Big Mama's going like, you know, and then the youngest kid, I think, I forgot what their name was, they're like, nah, we have to have we have to have uh dinner on Sunday because you know, that's what Big Mama would want us to do. And then mm-hmm. they had dinner on sunday and that's basically the premise of the movie and this and it reminds me of this because it's like damn the basketball world is all like damn kobe's gone kobe's gone this that and the third and i'm sad we're all sad they're sad but you know at the end of the day and so many people put it put it best is that what will kobe want us to do and kobe will want us you know to have sunday dinner so yeah i i honestly 
like, bro, I was, since I had so much time today, I just kept walking by the gyms to see if there's any people playing pickup. Like, <laughs> that's, nice. today was a PE today, though, so the gyms were always full in those classes, and it's like, they were actually coaching basketball in the basketball blocks. But, man. <sighs> it's just crazy to think we're not going to hear any new Kobe news, man. You know what I mean? Like, fuck like Kobe, it's always just, what's the next great thing he's going to do? Like, the man has a young adult book series, man. <laughs> like, yep. Man, fuck the Super Bowl. I don't care about that shit. Though. Nah, nah, I ain't gonna go that, I, I, I ain't gonna go that far, but, yeah. I can't go it, nowhere it's... to watch it, man. I gotta be up at 4.30 next day. Oh, really? What am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I gotta be home so I can go right in bed. Dog, you know what happened to, to us today, dog? I was sitting in class. This is mad irrelevant, by the way. I was sitting in class, and my professor basically has said, all right, well, y'all have this assignment. It's due at 11.59 on Sunday. And one of my cohorts was like, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl's on Sunday. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I, as per usual, I'm just staying quiet, just like looking at the professor, expecting the worst as usual because professors mm-hmm. are like that in master's programs for y'all that don't know. And then, you know, he was like, you know what? You're right. So, you know what? The assignment is now due on Saturday at 2,300 hours. (laughs) And for y'all that don't know what 2,300 hours is, that's 11 p.m. Like this? Oh, the racism. So, you (laughs) lost the day. So, so we literally lost all. No, we lost 25 hours. (laughs) Actually, if you want to be technical, we lost 24 hours. Kobe. Yeah. In, in the green scheme, like David Chappelle throwing the condom. <laughs> the uh, trash can. Yeah, he was. Like, he was like, you know what? Y'all have too much time, but it's okay though, because this made me feel a lot better, guys. Talking about it with you guys, because yeah, like, not more I, dude, I did not. I kept. I was texting Ari. I'm like, yo, I'm not handling this well. Like, I don't want to. I got home. I literally stayed longer at the tournament one because. Literally, I lost every set yesterday. So I was getting aggravated from that. After the first game, like you guys know, I just got my volleyball. had it the tournament, and I made sure, like, at tournaments, you want to keep track of your ball. So I had it with my stuff. When I came back, after we refed a game, that shit was gone. Couldn't find it. I was looking, spent the whole day looking for it. I'm like, great. So I finally, I finally get a ball, bring it to the first tournament. Shit's gone. And I was like, that shit, Kobe died. And then um, my friends, he plays on, on Stony Brook, so they made it to the finals, and uh, they needed a line judge. So I was like refing that one, and I ended up watching. And that was just me being distracted. So it's like I was forcing myself not to process it, and I was not handling it well. And I literally didn't want to talk. Like, when I came home with my dad, I was like, I don't want to hear basketball. I don't want to talk. Like I just don't. So this shit, this helped. Like I definitely feel better. Nah, facts. Oh man, yeah. Yesterday, bro. I just after I, after I went home. From uh, my mom's crib, all I did after that, I stayed in bed, I slept. I was watching all the shit on TV, and I was just sick of it. I was sick of hearing about it, and I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to go to sleep. Hopefully, I wake up, and this shit is like, maybe I'm just dreaming. Woke up, and this shit was still there, and then I'm just there, like, you know. Bro, the only place I was able to go today related to the internet that didn't have it was the hub. Yeah. Understandable. The goat. 
all reliable. Bro, if I, I literally was like, if I see Kobe on this shit, I'm done. And you know it was jokes? As I was scrolling, I saw a thumbnail of a girl in a yellow tank top with a black number 24 on it. But it was like a generic shit. I was like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> you get... <laughs> I was like, you got like, yeah, that ass right now. So, uh, yeah, with that, guys, we, uh, we're gonna move on to, to getting ready for the Super Bowl, which is, uh, the only reason why I was like, well, I'll talk myself into recording. Cause, um, you know, Pat Mahomes gotta put the beat down on some, uh, on a racist dude. Oh no, I kind of, I'm kind of liking that MAGA guy. Uh, I mean, let's look huh? at the fa- Let's Let's look at the let's look at the facts. Context. Put it out of context. I don't care. Chiefs' offensive line isn't that great, and he's a great pass rusher. The facts. No, no, no. no. Let's look at all the facts. All right. Fact. That's one fact. Fact number two. All right. He get he has a chance to go to the White House. He's one game away. Fact number three. (laughs) Fact number three. Oh God. They are probably they get he gets to wear white. Fact number four, he gets to face a black quarterback. The stars are aligned. Bet the house. Bosa, Super Bowl, MVP. Book it. You heard it here first? One and a half sacks, five tackles, one forced fumble. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm going to let y'all know some uh, some odds if y'all bet. Let's see if his, if his odds have increased since last week. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Bosa, where are you? Yo, this tweet was jokes, boy. <laughs> Someone quoted an old Joe Budden tweet. Where'd that shit go? <laughs> Wait, time out. If I'm thinking of the one that you're talking about, <laughs> dog. Yeah. Dog. Let me uh, see if you like uh, I don't know if I liked it because I saw someone quoted it. Okay, so yeah, someone quoted it. <laughs> So I recorded this old Joe Budden tweet, and it's like, I'm so horny right now. I swear I could create a whole new hole. Hello. <laughs> and, and so I recorded it, and was like, this y'all's presidential nominee? Oh, no. Oh, no. Nah, old tweets are really like, that's the one thing. I remember senior year. <laughs> oh, man, had to delete a bunch of tweets, because boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, but um, just having... Like the jokes about <laughs> fixing up Joe Biden and Joe Biden are hilarious. Because imagine <laughs> Joe because that's why it says this is your presidential nominee. Because someone, um, the same person who said that, someone replied with someone and was like, "This is your presidential nominee," and it's someone named Ernie Landers. <laughs> it's his great defense on that series for the Cowboys. <laughs> Ernie Landers, bro. Bro, if Joe, if Joe Biden said that shit, I vote him. <laughs> Lord Jesus, bro, that Doc press conference was when it really hit me, bro. Dog, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like us talking about anything other than Kobe is just like it's just gonna keep coming back to Kobe. Yeah, no. All right, did you get the numbers up? <laughs> oh, oh, for for Bosa, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been had it up. Bro, I Pause. told you you were lagging. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Um. 
So yeah, so now it it went up. To, it's thirty. It's plus thirty three hundred now. So yeah, you bet a hundred, you win three thousand three three hundred dollars. Maybe it's either gonna be Bosa or uh, Mahomes. I mean, if it, it, both, uh, I wouldn't bet bet a hundred on Mahomes for real because it's like I wouldn't really be winning money like that. I think yeah. Mahomes' odds are like plus one ten. So if I bet a hundred, then I win a hundred and ten. Like I don't, need, I, I'm cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, Pat Mahomes is is like Steph Curry, and I think I said this on last week's episode. But um, it's just the offense is so explosive, and it's one of those that like like we saw, if you know, whatever time you give, they can make something happen, and it feels like if you don't get big early. You're going to be playing catch up, and we've already seen if you do go up early, you're probably still going to be playing catch up. I just think that 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 they're so um, so such an explosive offense, where it's like, what are you, what you guys going to do? You know, like I I think that the reason why I think they're going to do well is because their defense has been playing well, also not great, but enough, good enough, yeah, enough, and it's the Super Bowl, so you expect like. Tyron Matthew was an all pro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I'm excited. Andy Reid is going to have the, he's had a Super Bowl fold already. So you already know. And I just don't, to me, Jimmy just isn't as proven yet. That's my thing. I still don't fully believe in Jimmy to lead it because they're going to need to, like, they, they're going to need to pass the ball going against this offense. We saw a team still kind of have time possession for a while. And it not matter, but yeah, they're gonna. He's gonna have to do something at some point. I don't think he's gonna get away with only throwing eight passes. And if and if I'm wrong, well, I'm wrong. Prove me wrong, please. Yeah, because I I want Andy Reid to get a ring, and right now Pat Mahomes, baby. But um, that's my vote. I'm all in on the Chiefs. I think it's gonna be a good game, though. I do. Yeah, man. I I kind of said it last week. I'm calling the Chiefs early, man. Listen. 49ers defense is like that, but Mahomes, he's a bad man. He's a he's that's, he's that's a, a very man. he he is a very bad man. And you know what? Light skin power, man. You got Steph Curry out here hitting threes on people. You got Patrick Mahomes putting up twenty one points in three minutes. Dog, I'm telling you, my homeboy, I'm with the bullshit, dog. And I got and you know what? I don't like predicting scores of the Super Bowl, but I think the Chiefs definitely got this joint by at least ten points. Mm. That, that that's that's bold, super bold to me. But I'm telling you, dog, that's, like, a, that's it, one Miles Wilson would say. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, facts. And but not for but not for real though. I think Andy Reid is due. You know, I want my man's. He he's one of the greatest coaches ever without a ring, and he just needs that one ring to really be solidified as a great, great head coach. And there's so much factors that goes into it, whether you're whether with your team, you know. Who are you? Who you're playing? You know he he had he had he's had bad luck. You know he went against Tom Brady and Bill Be- Bill Belichick in the last Super Bowl that he uh that he played that that he played in. And then in the one game going away from this going going to the Super Bowl, he played against Bill Belichick and Tom Brady again. So with those factors not there, I don't see Andy Reid getting out coached, which has happened to what when he's played Belichick and Kyle yeah. Shanahan is a new head is is a is a rookie head coach so at the end of the day i'm gonna give experience to andy reed at this time and i think mahomes is gonna handle his situation 
the way that he needs to. A lot of people are comparing this Super Bowl to the the Panthers Super Bowl versus uh, the Broncos defense. The only difference is that John Fox was an experienced head coach at the time. Mm-hmm. And despite having the elite pass rushes and the elite defense that they do, Fred Warner and um and Nick Bosa and even Sherm back back then in the secondary, um I I don't know I I just don't see them being enough to stop Mahomes and the Chiefs. Tyson we have too much weapons, man. Yep. So, my score prediction for this game, 34-24, Chiefs, blouses. JT? I hate this guy. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I hate him, too. That's wild. That's okay. I feed off the hate. Word to Kobe. Um, Anyways. It's going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game. I think the Super Bowl is always better when it is a good game. Uh, and I don't mean a defensive bleh like it was the, uh, you know, the other year with Patriots and Rams. You know, I'm talking about like like a repeat of Eagles. Those are two mid-level quarterbacks. Moving on. I'm not even getting, opening that can of worms, but. We've, uh, we've done it throughout the season already. Yeah, but we don't got time for that. Um. I want it to be like a Patriots uh, Eagle Super Bowl, you know, something mm-hmm. in like 41 33, excitement all around, big plays, trick plays, uh, you know, the works coming down to a final drive for a team. Um, yeah. But I, I ultimately do think that the um, joking about the Bosa side, I think that the Chiefs will win it. Uh, I'm leaning more towards what Miles said, probably like it'll probably be like a 10 point, 10 point game, you know. Uh, you know, it's close down the stretch, but then, you know, a late, late score or something kind of pushes the score up to two scores. But, yeah, I mean, I, it'll be it'll be very interesting. I would like to see what Sherman's going to do, especially Richard Sherman, uh, against this wide receiver core. Um, see, you know, if he matches up against Kelsey, wh- how they're going to contain Hardman, how they're going to contain um, Tariq Hill. Tariq Hill, yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be, and and Sammy I'm also Watkins having quite a yeah, season, crazy. And I'm also interested to see what, what more if Morstead can uh, keep the ball rolling from his. Uh, I mean, I, I don't expect him to get 220 again and four touchdowns, but to see if he can, you know, chain this into a nice game as well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of it's, it's very, it's it, it's gonna be a very interesting uh matchup. I think the Chiefs will pull it out. Shouting out Andy Reid, let's get this money for the Walrus. And do it for the Hawaiian shirts. All right. So, shout out to my son, Matt. Hey, Matt. <laughs> like me saying, I think Pat Mahomes is like Steph Curry. Light skin power. If the Chiefs are the Warriors, who is who? If the Chiefs are the Warriors? Yeah. Who is who? Okay. Well, Mahomes is obviously Steph Curry. Yes. Um. Wait, which Warriors team are we talking about? 2015 or 2017? Either. Okay, hmm. Let's see. My son Travis Kelsey, he gotta be Clay Thompson. Okay, I'm with it. Um, let's see. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Tyran Matthews, Draymond Green, because he holds it down on the defensive end. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. Hmm. Oh, and Tyreek Hill, he's KD. Gotta be. All right. Uh, I was kind of on the same page, and then um, I guess like. Sammy Watkins is JaVale or something? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He's more like... Um, Pat, Pat, 
Um, what's his face? <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. He's Sean Livingston. He's Sean Livingston. Ah, yes, he's Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. He he's the type to just hit a shot where it's just like, come on, yo, really? Yeah. Like now, he's Sean Livingston hit- and the other receiver. What's his name? The young one. Oh, um, Nicole, the Nicole Hartman. Yeah, that's Pat McCall. <laughs> There's no Harrison Barnes on this team. No. <laughs> I'll still never forgive you guys for calling me Harrison Barnes when we cons- when we tried to think of ourselves as the Warriors at Pearson McGonagall. I think he said, <laughs> I was Harrison Barnes. I'm like, why? Like, really? Of all people? Couldn't have given me Sean Livingston. Couldn't have given me Andre Iguodala. Nope. Harrison Barnes. I was sick. <laughs> Yo, Loki, Iguodala might have fit better, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I have to say, because Iguodala never missed on the, on the fast break, except for that it one passes. time. <laughs> And he passes, makes the, makes the clutch three, solid on defense. I mean, it's just, niggas didn't respect I don't me. know. Yeah, I guess it yeah. just seemed like he'd be giving you too much credit. Yeah. So who's on Niggas, niggas never want to give me credit. Oh, who's Iggy? Um, Andy oh, Reed. I say I, Andy Reid. Yeah. Ah, oh, John, you, <laughs> we, we right here, man. We right here. I love to see it. Love it. I was going to be Andy Reid. Andy Reid not a player. Bro, Iguodala, yeah, who was coaching that Warriors team? Not Steve Kerr. <laughs> there, I will who's, die on that hill. Who's coaching the offense? Not uh, Andy Reid. It's Eric Bieniemy. So what are we gonna say now? Andre Iguodala is a two-way player. Well, not really. Yeah. Not anymore, but yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean that 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 Finals MVP. I mean, you know, he was playing good defense and good offense, but mainly good defense though. Yep. Who's there? Who's the the guy? He's he has four sacks this pro this postseason on the on the Chiefs. Oh, uh, Frank Clark. There you go. Frank Clark can be uh, Iguodala. Okay. And if you're comparing the, the Chiefs to the Warriors, is there any... I mean, you can't really compare like the Niners to the, the Cavs, I don't think, like at all. No. Um, yeah, no. Oh, that's, no. that's a good... What would be the basketball comparison to the Niners? I guess the only... Hmm. I'd say the Celtics. But like <laughs> the, the, the 2008 and 2009 Celtics. I like this Niners team. I was going to say maybe the the Peyton Kemp Sonic because they had a, the wild suffocating backcourt and then you got some some like beat you beat you over the rim. Like, you know what I mean? Right. About the 04 Pistons. Uh, that's a good one. That's a very, ba- very balanced team. Balanced yeah. team, you know, suffocating defense. Who's 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 Rashid? Rashid is, is Richard Sherman easily. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Rashid Sherman, Ben Wallace is well. Uh, Bosa is, is Ben Wallace. Okay. Um, Chauncey is um. Dang, who would Chauncey? Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> nah, I can't even. I can't even say that. Who's who's been the the? No, he's George Kittle. George Kittle. Yes, yes, he is George Kittle. I would have given. Kittle. I would have given uh, Rip Hamilton George Kittle. Just but to me, Chauncey just means more to the offense, and like he's Chauncey's not calling for the ball, bro. He's just making things happen. Rip, Rip Hamilton is the coalition of run, running backs that they have. So that's Moster, yeah. uh, uh, Brita, and Tevin Coleman. He's all three of them. Which means <laughs> and Kyle Tayshawn Prince. No, I was gonna give the wide receiver Tayshawn Prince. Nope. Um, what juice? Boo. Who? Uh, what's I'm blanking on the names See? right now. One of them, they've turned wide receiver's been, been pretty solid for the uh, 
Niners. Uh, to, oh, Debo. Talk about Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo. I like Debo. He's a, he's a big receiver, dog. He's, he's a big dude. They're yeah. talking about – Torrey Smith is talking about on, on Twitter how he's just fucking – he's a running back. He's straight up. He's built like a running back. Yeah. And he run like one, too. Yep, yep. Not like some of these weak track star wide receivers out here. They're spaghetti legs. I'm dirty, Dan. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, John, we never gave you a shout-out. Congratulations on uh, Lamar winning a, a Pro Bowl MVP. Yeah, bro, and best water boy. <laughs> <laughs> he did win Pro Bowl MVP. To be honest, so much stuff yesterday was going on that. Bro, like, nothing mattered. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I, I, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I didn't know that Lamar won Pro Bowl MVP until you just said it. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know until I checked the, the our note, our shift notes this morning. I was like, oh, yeah. snap. He won it. Emmanuel Sanders, baby. Would have been, if he wasn't on injury reserve, it would have been Marquise Goodwin, though. That was Tayshaun Prince. Mm. But um, Super Bowl this week, we'll get you, y'all, y'all will get our recap. Um, <laughs> Yo, who's Darko? I don't even know. If, uh, hmm. Who would be Darko? <laughs> he really sitting here trying to think about this. I can't think of, I can't really, and I'm looking at their roster right now. I don't really think, I can't see anybody that would be a. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh man, I don't know. Then also on the flip side, right? If the Niners win, they'll become the first coach, female coach, to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're, uh, I believe it. Their tight ends coach. One of their assistants. Their tight ends coach is their tight. Their tight ends coach is a is a woman. Offense, offensive assistant. Offensive really? Talent. I thought she was yeah. an offensive oh. line coach. She's one of the, she's she works on the offense. I don't know exactly yeah. what her role is. She's just an offensive assistant. But yeah, yeah, man. First woman she apparently played in a women's football league too. Yep. And she be having the headset and up in the booth. All right. So, um, any last Super Bowl thoughts? Like, I feel like it's just been so long since we've known that it's like we've kind of touched on enough. It is what yeah. it is, man. Gonna, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, to see what the commercials are like. Not excited for getting up the next day. Some, somebody get my man's John a bear because he needs that. Bro. Shout out. Oh, speak, speaking of bear and, you know, getting a bear. Shout out to my man's Edge coming back WWE this week. Shit was crazy. I know they don't got nothing to do with bear. That's so cold, but it just made me thought of you know, wrestling. <laughs> So yeah, man. it was crazy. It was crazy. Royal Rumble, man. That's a fact. The Royal Rumble was literally the only thing that could take my mind off of um, what's it called? It off of Kobe's death. So that's why you know, it it, it was it was uh it was a little bit lit. All right. So um, with that, uh, we can uh get into Anime Book Club. A B C. Yeah, we're uh we're doing Berserk. I got some things to talk about about Berserk. Chills. I like that. But we're doing Berserk, the original 1997, and um, this week was episode seven through nine. So uh, spoilers ahead. You guys can do the the recaps on these, or if I if I see y'all struggling or whatever, I'll jump in or add. But I don't know what's going on, man. Again, we're only nine episodes into a 24 episode, I think, season. Oh, <laughs> he's. Uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. I like. I just. So do you want to? So rather than just going episode by episode, let's just talk about everything because it's like if you don't know what's going on, no, then no, like, 
I know what's going on. When I say I don't know what's going on, I just mean uh, the show hasn't jumped out to me. Like, I, right. you know, again, this is an old anime. It might just be a lot of setup. It might just be the pacing of it because it's a, supposed to be a more intense one and also it is an older anime. So there's just a lot of things going into it. But like right now, I'm still not fully sold on Berserk. I feel like I might have liked to, I feel like I might have read it more and been like, okay, you know, because maybe the pacing would have been faster reading it. But yeah, man, just like, I just, just, just my thoughts right now. Like I was watching it. I was like, I was expecting some shit to go down. And then it was like, eh. but now, now I'm kind of excited for the next three. Cause I feel like some shit's finally going to go down. Thanks. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to do the summary for these three episodes, I would say just talk about the summary of all three together. Yes, I'm probably going to miss some things, but with all that said, you guys, spoilers are ahead. Um, so basically, what's going on in Berserk right now? The aftermath of them dealing with uh, Nosferatu, Zod. Nosferatu. Mm. But um, yeah, my man's uh guts a little bit fucked up. My man's walking on one 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 uh one little stilt. You got all these people pulling up. Um, to visit um, my my man Griffith because he's you know they they was really rocking with him, and uh, Casca got mad at uh at um at guts for trying to pull up and say what up, punched him in the face, said yo like what you doing? You can't be doing this. He's like all right, I'm a dip, I'm a dip, I'm a dip out, and then Griffith pull up on on guts later like all right, well yeah, bro, sorry about that. Yo, these niggas is mad annoying basically, but you know you you still my man though. Casca was bugging this that and third then. Griffith meets the um the king. He meets he meets a little her um do- his his daughter, and he was like, "Oh so yeah, the princess. the princess." Yes, exactly. He was like, "Oh shit, she kind of fire." And it, it was kind of weird because if you notice, like her hair was one way in one episode and it was different in the next, and you don't really see that too much in anime unless it's like a time jump. So whatever. Basically, he was he he was eyeing her. He pulled up. She tripped in front of him. And then uh, one of the nobles pulled up, smacked my son in the face, like, yo, who you think you are touching a princess like this? Uh, uh, this, that, and third. All right, cool. Count Julius, bitch ass. Yeah, he is a bitch ass. Then next episode, you know, my niggas is about to fuck with a raid real quick, you know, because they working, they they working for the king, employed by the king. My man's, uh, my, my man's Griffith gets um, upgraded to a count now. He's, he's on some high level shit. He's yeah, because they took down this longstanding fort. Exactly. And then basically with this fucking fort, yeah, they, they had the strategic ass plan. They fucking carry horses across water. Bet this there was this cocky ass general and he thought that they was gonna come and attack them from the front. It was but the same know, one from the other one. Yeah, right, exactly. And they thought um Griffith and Guts was gonna really pull up on some like, all right, well, you know, this, we gonna, this Sparta. Yeah, nah, that's not what happened. They did some other shit. They they pulled up from behind. And really Trojan horse they ass. And pulled, yep, exactly. I'm just doing your body, Yep, facts. And uh bodied bodied everybody in that bitch. And it was lit. Then my son Griff pulled up and yeah, he was basically a count after that. It's but lit. you know, you know what what goes on is that niggas is gonna hate. And when niggas start hating, hating. that's when you know people start people start feeling the same way. So after that. The what's the name? What's the name of their army? 
The there are the the um Midland. no not Midland. It's um the the, the white the, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got em- employed to do some uh, to over to to oversee Basically some like personal security for the nobles. Yeah, right, exactly. Some hunt that they had going on or whatever. It's a tradition. Then, yeah, right. English themes here. Major, major English themes. Yeah, super duper. Right, like the exactly. way they're dressing, like. Mm-hmm. Mon- right, you can tell this is very, this is very some like noble like inspired anime type shit, and then they basically had this plot to kill Griffith, and yeah, they got my son Griffith by himself. They shot an arrow at him with poison, but it right ain't kill my my nigga, but because Griffith's a real nigga, and, and you know I said, right, exactly, and that shit protected him. And then Griff was like, hmm, I run it will kill me. And then he eyed Julius from afar. And Julius was like, later on, he was like, nah, did he see me? Nah, he couldn't see me. But Griffin knew, no, knew it was him. And then later on, Guts was asked to kill Julius. And that's where we left off. Yeah, um, that was pretty solid. When he said that it saved him, he meant that literally, like you saw the arrow penetrate his chest on plate. He fell down. Everyone thought Mance was dead. Turns out, the arrow hit the egg of the king. So that's yes. why everyone's like, oh man, that's like the devil's luck and shit. And also, um, in this, the last thing I remember is Julius asked when he first got out of like the hospital, not Julius, uh, Griffith. Griffith asked when he first got out of the hospital, he was like, yo, what happened? Wouldn't know it's like, why'd he go away? And he was like, yo, he saw your necklace. He was like, wow, it's really wild. <laughs> so it's the first time they're directly mentioning the effects of it. And then, yeah, the end is when it looks like he basically goes, hey, I'm going to ask you to assassinate someone. And he was like, all right, cool. And so when you first see Guts looking like the Black Swordsman, so I'm excited. I'm excited for Count Julius with these hands. But um, with all that, man, I didn't, uh, I didn't see what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, last week I was thinking that I was like, yo, well, you know, there's still time. But I was like, Griffith's going to die. And then that's what's going to trigger everything else. And then I'm sitting here and I'm like, nah, Griffith can't die. They just like introduced a love interest for him. There's no way he'll die so soon. Right. That'd be OD. I was, I was literally trying to formulate. And I guess, you know, maybe this is a good sign that the show is good because it's one of those where I don't know what's going to happen next. And you guys know how I feel about that. Where I was sitting here and so I was like, all right, I think he's going to die. And, you know, it's a little chance. But love interest now, I'm like, maybe not. When I saw him get hit in the chest, I was like, damn, they did it like that. What I was thinking was once I heard about the poison, I was thinking maybe he was about to get hit, and then um, Gus comes out of nowhere, and the arrow hits him in like the arm, and that's how he loses his arm. They have to cut it off so the poison had spread, and that's how he gets his crossbow repeater arm. That was going to be my guess, but now I don't know, and now he's going full Assassin's Creed with a big-ass sword. Like, they're like, oh, man, who else uses this big-ass sword? Right. Who could it be? Yeah. But, um... It seems it like it might pick up in these episodes. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for something to wow me. Nothing's really wowed me. Yeah, no, it's been it's it's been slow, to be honest. Like, if y'all are still following along with it, we appreciate y'all because this hasn't been the most interesting start so far. And for nine episodes, then it's like, damn, we think we'd have something, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like the name of the last episode was assassination. I was like, damn. Maybe somebody's gonna die. Nope, niggas got saved. JT, how you, what were your thoughts on uh, these three episodes? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, it was getting kind of slow, man. Like, I was like, all right, uh, let's pick up the pace here. Like, I wasn't even, like, I knew it was getting slow when, like, I wasn't having as many notes on an episode. It's like really. an eight McMillan offense. Yeah, like <laughs> I know, I know we're gonna get a bucket, but like, dang, we're we're working the shot clock all the way down, aren't we? Like, <laughs> like it was just like most episodes, like for the animes we watch, I probably have like six or seven notes per episode. I I kid you not, episode seven I had three, episode eight I had three. I didn't write any notes for episode nine, mainly because I never write up write notes if I watched it the day of, but mm-hmm. like. Yeah, like nothing really happened. Guts visited Griffin in the hospital. Casco was like, "Nah, don't do that." Hemmed him up. Found the Casco love interest. Us. Found the king. Found the love. I'm still holding out hope that. Well, I shouldn't say hope. That's kind of weird at that point. Uh, I know. I am still say. holding <laughs> the prediction. Cheeks will be getting collapsed. She's gonna get her cake smashed to smithereens. To smithereens. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably because I think now she's realizing that she's been ultimately friend zoned. So, but yeah, I was thinking that when she saw, I think when uh, what she you saw it? him, uh, yeah, how she, she saw Griffith yeah. teaching, um, sis how to do the grass whistle. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely, she definitely was tied off of that, and I was like, "Well, Casca, you shouldn't have been a bitch to my man." But the, but then I saw the tear, and it seemed like she was like, "You know what? He did find someone for him," but she just should be the type to be like, "I'll wait," even though she's like fucking rim. Uh, nah, she knows she's not. She's now. not as real as Rem. But yeah, she was like, you know what? We're not going to end up together. But Nobody is real as Rem. You you seem to to have someone, um, and I'm happy for you. But I don't know. You know, maybe she will get her um cake smashed in the reeds. I guess still a chance, man. Anything can happen. And it's gonna be, and it's gonna be centered around. Uh, I Griffith. still stand by it'll be centered around guts dying. I mean, uh, Griffith dying. Uh, yeah, he, he, dang. Like this, this he's come close to death literally like twice within the uh, the three episode span. Like his time is is soon come. Also, that man Julius hating ass nigga. Oh man, mm-hmm. you just knew. You just knew as soon oh, as you dude. saw him on screen, you knew he was, he was ugly. Ass. He yeah, was arrogant. He was loud. I'm like, yo. First off, you don't want no static with any of these people, any of the people in my crew, like at all. You don't want static wow. with Griffith. You don't want. You definitely don't want static. With uh, my man Guts, I ain't Guts him kill him with his bare hands. Like you saw Guts training, and the wind, how the wind was coming off the sword when he was swinging it down. Son, yeah, no, 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 no. Nobody wants problems with Guts. Nobody wants problems with Casca, Pippin. Nobody wants problems with because he's big as shit. The kids, nobody wants problems with. People probably want problems with Corcus. Corcus, a bitch ass nigga too. Um, yeah, it's wild. But I loved how uh, I loved how Griffith was just like, yo, I know, man, I know how I know man tried to plot on me. And you know what? Yo, guts, do me this favor real quick. Take him out. I'm like, yes. I, li- I like how guts was like, if you know, you, you didn't have to tell me this whole story. You could have just told me, yo, I need this man. Really? Asked out. <laughs> He's like, you said you it was told on me, site and you know, was that. Pretty much. Give me the order, Captain. I'm with it though. Um, question. Yes. All right. So, including the characters that are introduced, what do y'all think for the next three episodes is going to be the amount of people that die 
of the of the main characters and the characters that we know so far above two and a half or under two and a half under under you, you taking an under taking oh, under, under characters under we know in what sense like characters that were that's part of the crew or just characters we've seen now in characters, the characters, that, characters that characters that characters that there it is thank you john right like julius the king whoever griffith Orcus, cascus rickard yeah those guys you know what i'm gonna take the over Okay. We'll see what ha- we'll see what happens next week. We shall. I mean, I um, I think uh, now because Griffith didn't die from that shit, and you know this whole assassination thing. I'm either thinking Guts does the successful assassination. Three possibilities. Guts doesn't do it. They find out it was Griffith, and then Griffith gets like imprisoned or hung or whatever. Right. Last one. Griffith ends up with the princess and then loses his motivation just like mm-hmm. when zod was like if if you're really friends with him when he loses his motivation you will die or his ambition facts yeah that's a fact because that, that's what i love ambition yeah because yeah. if he yeah because if he lose that oh man mm-hmm. he doesn't want his own nation anymore he just ends up getting with her oh my god and then what if when that when he gets with her that's when the whole nation turns hella post-apocalyptic Oof. Mm. That's my theories right now. But I feel like I, I don't know, man. What what if what happens is what makes him lose his ambition is if he gets with the girl, right? But he still is on his shit. But then the girl gets killed by somebody. Because you know, mm. hater, haters Fuck exist. The devil. Yeah, exactly. Get saved, no one else does. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying she dies, then it might it, it might switch him up a little bit. And then when he gets a different ambition, that might be the same thing as his losing his original ambition. Hmm. And then, you know, his people might not be fucking with him like that no more. Interesting, interesting. What, what do you think is going to happen, JT? Are there any thoughts on what, what would happen? Um, I kind of like your idea with the whole, like, it's either going to play out three ways. For me, it's either either he successfully does it or he gets caught in the act and then boom, that's when everything mm. kind of hits the fan. And then Griffith's going to have... Oh, oh, and you know what? And then Griffith's going to have to make a decision. And I think oh, it's yeah, a case of... Uh, the king might be like, yo, it's your man's. Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then Griffith might betray him. and Be like, yo, y'all know he, he's out here wilding just to save himself. I don't know. I hope it's not it. I, I, hope, uh, I oh, hope he's successful. Weird. But that's the... Uh, if Griffith betrays him. And then it would kind of make sense as to why he was screaming Griffith's name. And then it why turns in Griffith's name. The first episode when he's like, Oh, when he's like being tortured yeah. and shit. Yeah. Not tortured, but you know, going through his curse mark shit. Yeah. So maybe that, uh, maybe, interesting, maybe interesting. that's a fact. Pretty boy Griff. Anyone else notice how there's boy. only been like four women. This in on screen, like in the last like few episodes. It's only just Casca and then like those three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not getting your fix, Justin. Just saying, like, I know. It's, I know it was the '90s, but still, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's just kind of weird how like we there's been multiple scenes in like cities, not cities, but like villages and stuff like that, and the only one you really saw was those three girls that were like talking about uh, Griffith, and mm-hmm. and it, which got Julius even sicker. <laughs> Not you guys ain't people when they were talking. Uh, they, the they were like, shit. Yeah, they're like, yeah, he's even more pretty. He's prettier than women. 
I was like, whoa, what's going on over here? It's going crazy. Pretty boy Griff. So you got the pretty boy swag like crazy. And he's got that hawk stare now. Yeah. Yeah, bro. There's only been like four women. And Casca's still the best looking one. Shout out my newbie and queens. Isn't that just Sam from uh, Totally Spies? Mm. He said this before. <laughs> I know. And I know, about it. know black feminism was invented to destroy the black family. Keep your third eye open, my brother. You calcify your pineal gland. Kobe Bean Pie Brian. And I'm black, yo. <laughs> and I'm black, yo. Kobe Bean Pie Brian. That's the name know. of the episode. That's it right there. That's it. Kobe, Kobe Bean Pie Brian. You gotta use that. You gotta use that picture too. I am. Yeah. Wait, there's a picture of this? Nah, time out. I gotta see that. No, oh, it's just the tweet, bro. Yeah. Oh. You don't look at the tweet. Oh, the wait. Y- y'all sent another one. Oh, no, the first one I sent. Oh, the first one with the wave Kobe. cap. Oh, <laughs> Kobe Bean Fire Brian. Hey, yo. Bro, that's a. That was this great. is Freedom Pies right here. All right. <laughs> JD. Nigga, Justin been at it with the jokes all night. I might go oh, hold dude. you. Gotta be the comic relief, man. Oh, man. Kobe Bean Pie Brian. That's, that's gold, bro. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tweet that out before. Uh, Dude, I'm, tweeting your, I'm tweeting your quote right now. Thank you. Use the picture too. I am. Yes. Great. No, don't do it now. Do it like tomorrow morning. Prime posting time. Yeah. Prime posting time, like nine thirty a.m. That's what all the twenty. I usually do ten. Like I would when I first started writing. I was wondering, I remember asking one of the site editors, I'm like, yo, why do all the tweets come up at nine? And he was like, oh, that's just like kind of a standard, like, okay. it's like, uh, like the most people are active somehow at work nine, <laughs> like, right, right when they get to work. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's mad weird. Cause it takes me at least a good, like 45 to an hour before I can even touch my phone at work. I just got so much stuff to do. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to start um, sharing stuff. I usually try and set alarms and stuff for like 10 o'clock to share stuff for the podcast. But yeah, I'm gonna do that at nine. I get a, and gotta get I'm, a tweet deck. That's where it's at. Yeah. Yo, I really didn't want to go to the gym today, you guys. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I Mom saw a Kobe video. Me. Yep, exactly. And I was just like, you know what? If Kobe was my pops, he'd be like, nigga, you ain't been to the gym since Friday. I'd be like, yo, it's Monday. But you know what? You're right. It's 48 hours you done missed, though. Yeah, you're right. My son Kobe, man. No days yeah, off. I'm, I'm done making excuses, bro. I'm just trying to get back to when I was going to the gym, then coming to ball like right after. Yeah, you definitely was on that type of time. <laughs> you were, you, yeah. you, you, you was a little swole too. Like you, you actually was, wasn't. Don't gas yeah. him, bro. All right, never mind. You wow. <laughs> 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 well, we went off the rails. I'm, I think I'm going to save this whole raw episode. To be honest, um. I'm not going to post a raw episode, but I'm going to save this whole raw episode first. Um, staying raw. How I like it. You dig? Because we just completely lost it from guts. So, oh, yeah, no. We well, never finished. You're, raw, you're in the guts already. So, you're done, though. Um, you're done, though. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll leave this because, you know, we, we found our way back. So. <laughs> I, think the consens- I think the consensus is that it's been slow the last, the last three episodes was slow, except for the last five minutes. Yeah, of the last of episode nine. 
And we don't really know what's going to happen other than um, Casca getting her um, brown cakes smashed to smithereens. Shout out to um, Kobe Bean Pirate Bryant. <laughs> that's where we lost it. Kobe Bean Pirate Bryant. That's, where, that's, that's exactly where we lost it. Nigga, I, heard, I heard that shit. I was mad confused. I was like, what? And then he said, with the, with the wave cap, with the F, bro. <laughs> Yo. We need, Casca's, we need Casca's backstory. We need the backstories of, like, all the the main people in the crew. Like, I want to know what, like, like yeah. little kid's backstory is. How he got involved with this gang. And why he's so deadly with that. The you know what? We'll look up the wiki. Because it's probably in the wiki. Oh, there definitely is a wiki. Facts. Oh, I mean, but that's but that's that might have spoilers though. Yeah, yeah, that's usually what happens with me. All right, so we'll do it after. There's a wiki. There's a rule thirty-four. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> My favorite is that both you guys' mics lit up at the exact same time. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, Justin. Like this is literally. Not- you talk about rule 34 but somehow you it, it always thinks, always it always sticks its way in here shout out to the hub all right on that note <laughs> i guess um you know I, I have a i have a i have a <laughs> <laughs> yo you know i have a great name for you justin <laughs> oh i'm here this no no, no. i i want to save it for next week because it's like oh. i think we're thinking the same thing oh well, no. all right what were you thinking let me see what you was thinking. See if we was thinking the same thing. Pen hub? Oh no. I was thinking our penny. Uh, uh, boo. Boo. Uh boo. Leave the pen things to me, all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Penny. Oh, that's that felt forced miles knocking on. Because I because uh, I, I didn't get it right away. It's gotta have the pen, it's gotta have N in it. It See, can't but be like any type of anything else. Uh, but it's gotta have the N. Like Penny Kravitz, Penny Atkinson, whatever. Penny that's Hardaway. Fuck out of here. Pendle Jennings. I mean Pendle Jenner. Like Pendle, <laughs> Pendle Jenner. Have that E and an N in it. And then after that, everything is fine. Yeah, you know, I don't like norms. I this isn't your thing, it's my thing. Well, well, you know what? <laughs> you haven't came up with a name for yourself in like three weeks. So I, know, I gotta so keep I... the tradition going some way, somehow. That's not mob mentality, Justin. You gave up beginning of That's the right. Achilles, I tore my Achilles, all right. Oh boy. Right. Hey, did you shoot two, two free throws after? I did. That was the last week. I shot the two free throws. Uh, I'm not jacking oh. it. I'm re- I'm recovering right now. I actually you know what? No. What did I say last week? I'm Kyrie to the shits. <laughs> I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find my way on the injury report every day for the next 26 games and then randomly I'm going to take that quarter zone shot and I'm going to be good and I'm going to drop 45 points that quarter zone shot against who? the, uh, the Pistons alright then matter 45-45 on 15 of 30 shooting very efficient alright <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap this shit up man for next week, while we um guess and figure out and wait for what's gonna happen, um make sure you watch uh, the next three episodes because uh, that's just the trend we're sticking with. So um episodes ten through twelve, yeah, check that out. Be ready for next week. Thank you for listening with those guys and listening to this event and all that stuff, man. Um, this is pretty cathartic for me. Definitely, thank you. Um, we already know the deal. Follow all the socials. Um, SR Toby Sports everywhere. Check it out, share, 
Tell your friends. Tell your loved ones. Appreciate y'all. And um, like Jay Williams said, man, whatever you got going on with the people around you, fuck it. It's like, that shit don't matter, man. Just um, go tell someone you love them. Guys. R.I.P. Kobe. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, one of the more somber goodbyes. Uh, but you know where to find me. J underscore Thomas underscore. No. J underscore Thomas underscore 24. Number of greatness. Uh, R.I.P. everybody on the plane. Uh, Kobe Bean Pie Bryant. Trademarked here. Bro. So nobody you gotta get the uh no, I don't like uh no, I have sensitive skin, so no. Um, but uh you guys can get it for me. Uh I'll gladly watch that. Bryant, bro. Yo, we gotta put that you know on, on a shirt, dog, with that picture. Well. And as always, tip your bartenders. From $24.81. I love to see it. Please know? do. Not not me, because I'm 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 broke, but you guys that have money in the pod, yeah, you guys go do that. Do what? a uh, dollar fifty. <laughs> wow. Okay. No more coronas until the coronavirus is uh exterminated. I joined in Philly now. I'm not going back. Gotta go back in two weeks. Oh, oh now I'm I'm back in Philly this weekend, so oh hopefully. my god. So hopefully, so hopefully I'll bring it back to New York. That stuff. No, no, guys. Have a good day, guys. We'll talk to you next week.